At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Sports Betting Network. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Patrick Marker. He will be back next weekend on Sunday. Specifically, uh, I'm with you today, and I get one more with Michael next Saturday. But, Michael, we do have a lot to get to here in this second hour. Josh is going to be back with us by the the hour. Thomas Gable, Director of Race and Sports over at the Borgata as well. Uh, but we open up with some news in the NBA, and it's right up your alley, as it does look like the <laughs> Toronto Raptors have, quote, expressed some interest in a potential trade for Ben Simmons. That's according to NBA reporter Mark Stott. Now, expressing interest, as you know, as somebody who worked in the front office of Professional Sports League, could mean many things. Expressed interest as in send a text like, man, we're pretty interested, and get no response whatsoever. Or it could be legitimate conversations. Ben Simmons, I have been kind of, I've been very like, hey, I don't know if the deal is out there for Ben Simmons to get traded if you're Philadelphia. That makes you better. But if it's anyone of OG Ananobi or a Pascal Siakam type, are you in? You know, I, I do think they need to make a move here. I mean, they need to reconfigure. I mean, the, one thing I've learned in being a general manager in the league, never confuse hope for a plan. Mm. And if you're hoping that Simmons develops a jump shot, which we've been hoping for for a while, and if you hope he gets better at the free throw line, which he started to do, but then all of a sudden he hit a brick wall. You know, last year th- there was a part during the season he was shooting 70% from the line, and then that just fell apart. I love Simmons. I've been a big Simmons fan, more than Embiid in the sense that he's in shape. He plays hard. He plays great defense. 
But I'm not sure it's all going to come together. And the window of opportunity for Philadelphia is closing because I don't know what the longevity of Joel Embiid is. Mm -hmm. You know, you max his contract out. The guy's on the floor. I mean, JVT, I set the over-under every game of him on the floor four, and he usually goes over all the time. I've never seen a big guy on the floor as much as him. He falls ever. pretty hard. He, ever. <laughs> like him and Anthony Davis are two big dudes, and they fall harder than anybody I've ever seen play basketball. I mean, it's unbelievable. So I, I do think the time is right. If I were in Daryl Morey's shoes, I don't know if I'd want to trade him and watch him play against me twice, uh, all the time in the mm-hmm. East. I think I would rather make a deal with Sacramento or Golden State or Portland. You know, I'd ra- I'd rather see them get DeAndre Fox come back and see if they could some way make a deal with Sacramento as they change their team. Because I, th- I do think there's value for the player. I just don't want to trade him to somewhere like Toronto, which obviously will build the right team around him. Yeah, and here's my thing with Simmons, and you're kind of alluding to it, and I think you can speak to this as well, Michael. You know, everybody wants to trade Ben Simmons, but it's about you as a team, right? If I'm the Philadelphia 76ers, for example, why am I trading him for draft capital, like the Oklahoma City Thunder, for example? That doesn't help me. The reason why we're trading yeah. him is because we have a championship window that is open right now. We need something that will help us right now, which is why a Damian Lillard type would make some sense if that is indeed the deal. If you ship him over in a pick where Ben said, or excuse me, for Damian Lillard, however that would work out, that's the deal you make. But I've heard, like, ship him to Golden State for James Wiseman. James Wiseman is not going to fix the problems that, that popped up in that Philadelphia. Or in that what Atlanta does that do for him? Right. Exactly. So, yeah, what does is, what is, what is Wiseman do for him? I mean, and look, just study Daryl Moore's history. JVT, you know it as well as I do. Yes. And you can add to this. I mean, when does he, when does he like draft picks? Right. He hates draft picks. I mean, last year, the only reason they picked Maxie was before Maury got there. They promised Maxie that they would pick him. They promised Isaiah Joe they would pick him in the first round. They had to take him in the second, you know, but they promised him. That was a commitment made by Elton Brand before Maury came in, so they honored the commitment. But they were, you know, look, I don't want to lose Maxie or Thibault. I think those are two really good young players that have upside, especially Maxie. I think Maxie has great upside. But I think they've got to make a, a roster move, and they may have to toss those two guys in to get the value back for Simmons because I don't see a deal that makes them better. I mean, yep. you go to the trade machine and you start trading things around. I, I've yet to come up with a trade that gives the 76ers a plus on the deal. Yep. I can give even you a, in the Lillard deal. Yep. Even, I can. even in the Lillard deal. And uh, I think I can give you plenty of deals in which they get a ton of draft capital back like the Thunder have, but that doesn't help you win that title. That is not going to make any difference in the world if you're the Philadelphia 76ers. So I completely agree. Everybody's rushing to get rid of him, but there's no real deal out there for him. So that's why I think, Michael, personally, they probably should move on. But I think it's more than likely he is still a Philadelphia 76er when the season starts in October. I think this week's going to be an interesting week. We got the draft on Thursday, JVT. I think they'll trade that pick. I think you'll start to see some movement in this NBA starting this week. I think all the all the research is going to come to fruition, and I, you know, Kate Cunningham will be at the top of the draft. We can do it after the break, but I do think we're going to see a lot more movement this week, and we'll get an idea. Yep, we will. So Lombardi line here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Patrick Maher, Michael Lombardi uh, alongside. So we'll, we'll save the we can save the basketball there for the uh, the five 
five-minute block because we can talk about that because Bradley Beal, of course, there are rumblings that now all of a sudden he wants out. Russell Westbrook could be out as well. So maybe Washington full-on fire sale and you see Bradley Beal in a Philadelphia 76er uniform. Uh, but, Michael, we were doing our division previews, and I was selfish. I picked the AFC North and the East because I'm writing about them for our, our NFL guide coming Good. up here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, let's wrap, put a bow on the AFC East because there are two teams we haven't talked about at length. Uh, that would be the Miami Dolphins, and that would be the New York Jets. So let's first start with the Miami Dolphins because they're, they're an intriguing team. They're a fascinating team. You talked about Tua Tagovailoa with Will and, of course, uh, with Josh in the first hour. So let's talk about this team as a whole and where you expect them to be because a lot of it is tied to Tua and his development as a quarterback. And I know we can't say anything bad about him, but I can't come into this season, Michael, feeling confident in him as a quarterback for what I saw with my eyes after seeing some of the numbers behind him as a quarterback and then look at some of the numbers behind him going into this year and thinking, yeah, it's a 40, that's a 4,000-yard passer that's going to throw over 25 touchdowns. Like, that just doesn't compute with what I saw last year. Am I too negative on Tua? No, and I think let's, let's add another layer to your conversation here. Last year they were plus nine in turnover takeaway. Mm-hmm. And then they were also plus three in missed field goal takeaways. So what does that mean? That means that when a missed field goal is a turnover, so you add your missed field goals against your opponent's missed field goals, and what number comes out? And in, this, and in Miami's case, I don't think their kicker missed a field goal all season. You know, they came up plus three in that category. So they're plus 12 in turnover takeaways for the total. You know, that's hard to duplicate the next year, especially if you're going to change what you do offensively. And I think the schedule, you know, they, they were able to really take things over uh, with their defense, their ability to create problems. You know, in the Rams game, they, they just kind of jump. The Rams game, they win that game with 145 yards of offense. They score 28 points, right? You know, the Charger game, they win with 280 yards of offense. They score 29 points. You know, when you don't turn the ball over against them, you know, the only game they really moved the ball effectively was against the Bengals. They had 406 yards. That was their finest day in the second half of the season once Tua started to play. But remember the Denver game where he had to bench Tua because it was hard to move the football against Vic Fangio's defense. Mm -hmm. So they benched him, and Ryan Fitzpatrick throws the red zone interception. And then, of course, the Las Vegas game where he's got to lead them back to the miraculous win based on that tremendous Raider defense at the end of the game. So for me... I worry about them. I, I don't think they can duplicate that turnover takeaway positivity to go along with the passing game. I, I'm a little concerned about them. And then add the Xavier Howard holdout. If he does, in fact, hold out, where are they going? So when I look at Tua, some of the things that have stuck out to me about his about a quarterback in terms of what you saw with him, some of the numbers for him under pressure were not very good. He committed the 19th most turnover-worthy plays of qualified quarterbacks when he was under pressure last year, Michael. Uh, if you looked at some of the PFF grading numbers, he was actually one of the poor quarterbacks in terms of under pressure. In terms of the offensive line in front of him, they have put assets into that offensive line, but that's going to be a big key about yep. this, right? Is Tua, in terms of that offensive line, I feel like he's one of those, and most quarterbacks, but there are a lot of quarterbacks who can kind of thrive a little bit under pressure can handle that sort of thing. He needs very clean pockets, I feel like, to deal with pressure and to excel as a passing quarterback. No, I think you hit the nail on the head, JVT. I think that's the key. I mean, knowing Coach Belichick and knowing the New England Patriots, they are going to do everything in their power to get people inside the shoulders of the two guards, what I call the paint in football. You know, we have the paint and basketball, this area around the rim where Rudy Gobert hangs out, right? Well, when you get in the paint against a quarterback like Tua and you get your hands up, he can't see. 
I mean, Tua is barely six feet tall, and he's not comfortable with people around him. He needs the clean pocket to stride and drive the ball. He doesn't have a natural gun. It's not Kyler Murray's arm. He doesn't have that. He has no elite qualities in terms of his, his athleticism. He's a good player. Certainly, he's a good player. I'm not denying that. He has adequate arm, adequate speed, adequate movement, but it's not elite like Kyler Murray. And so when you get inside of those two guards, when you, when, if Dieter and Skura and Kinley, the, the, four, the inside players for the Miami Dolphins, if they don't build a wall and keep that pocket clean like he had at Alabama, where he can step and deliver the ball down the field, that becomes a real problem. And what, when do we see this as betters, right? Let's go to the third down numbers. Right, he averaged 4.65 yards per completion on th- yards per attempt on third down. He converted 31% of his third down passes. He did not complete a pass last year over 30 yards. These, I, I'm not making these numbers up. I don't wake up in the morning. You just don't like to it. No, <laughs> I, I like every player, but I like information more. I like information a hell of a lot more than I like the player. I want to know. I don't want to be wrong. If I'm wrong about Tua, he's going to have to flip like Josh Allen did. I never thought Josh Allen was ever going to be accurate enough. I laughed. I really, I laughed at uh, at Good Morning Football, you know, where, where they talked about him being the MVP last year. I thought that was ridiculous, and I was wrong because he did improve. I, I, I was wrong. He improved. But Tua, he's got to improve in so many more categories. And what Belichick is going to do with him is he's going to rush him inside out. Why? Because when Tua escapes going right or left, he can't outrun you. Mm-hmm. You're not worried about him running the corner and turn, turning it up for 35, 40 yards. You'll catch him. He, he's, you know, I don't, I don't think he ran a 40, but I, I look at him on tape. He looks like a 4'8 quarterback to me. Short, undersized, no arm. How is that the fourth pick in the draft, JVT? I would agree. And look, I think when you you brought up something with Josh Allen, which I think this is not to take away from Josh Allen, but I think it's an important point to look at now as we tie it to Tua, which is I think Brian Dable deserves a ton of credit for putting a system together that maximizes the talents of Josh Allen, right? <laughs> and so now if you look at the staff for the Miami Dolphins, Michael, when you have co-offensive coordinators, as reported a couple months ago, like this is how they're going to do this thing in Miami, is that offensive system going to cater to the strengths of Tua Tungavailoa? Because I think Dable deserves a ton of credit for the leap that Josh Allen has made. What are the strengths, though? That's yeah. my question. What are they? You know, are they, is, is, are they RPOs? Is running? No. If he runs too much, he's going to get hurt. Right? Are they, are they, they, he can't throw the ball outside. Did not complete a pass over 30. I want to know what his strengths are. You know, everybody says he has the intangibles. He has it. That's great. You know, that's wonderful. And, and I'm sure he's a great person. But what am I building the offense around? I mean, George Gotzi's from the New England system who went with Bill O'Brien down to Houston. Then he was in Detroit. And Eric Studstill was in Denver and he's been there. These two guys are going to tr- combine to try to run a system. You know, I think the system is what? They tried. They tried to, to run a different system with Ryan Fitzpatrick last year. That didn't work. Now they're going back to what they originally had in the first year. I think it's going to be hard. Remember, Will Fuller's not going to play in week one. Mm-hmm. Will Fuller will not play. He's out about four to six weeks, I think. So it's going to be Parker. Can he stay healthy? It's going to be Waddle, the rookie, who will be very good. It'll be Preston Williams, not a fast guy. 
And, and, and really, Gusecki, the tight end, is the guy you're worried about. I mean, last year, Chan Gailey was able to get the ball to Gusecki, and he was a factor. But he's not a run-blocking tight end. He's a pass receiver. He's a big – he's a slot receiver who happens to be big. People match up to him. Now, the Dolphins do have if – you're, if you're using strength of uh, win total schedule, right, win total set by Sportsbook, they do have the ninth easiest schedule in front of them at this point. But, you know, when you look at this overall, Michael, just evaluating this schedule at um, – these are a lot of games which will probably be close to coin flip games. Like we're talking about point spreads within a field goal that could go any way. And a point, or excuse me, a win total of nine and a half, slightly shaded to the under. Will was with us earlier. Will Hill, point spread weekly contributor uh, on under nine and a half wins. It would something that I, I would agree with because even if you look at teams uh, like the Jets, which we can tie into in wrapping up our AFC's coverage. Jets, those Jets games, I think this Jets team is going to be improved. They're going to be better than last year. There were things I liked about them a lot defensively a year ago, which are still going to be there. Those are going to be close to coin flip spots in two divisional games against a team like the New York Jets. We know that Zach Wilson's kind of an unknown, but even games like that, while on a win total strength of schedule type of deal, might look like lesser opponents. To me, those are going to be some tougher competition that you might not see coming by the time you get to the end of the schedule. No doubt. I mean, look, they're 19 schedule, but you, that you're factoring New England as a seven and right. nine team, and we know New England's improved. You know, and I and I think the one thing to put a bow on Miami that we didn't talk about is is where are they on pass defense? Mm-hmm. JBT, they allowed their opponent quarterback to get eight point yards per attempt. They play way too much man coverage, and Jones can't hold up in man coverage. The slot corner struggled to hold up in, in, in man. And if they didn't get pass rush, if they weren't able to generate a pass rush, which they couldn't do all the time, you know, they were able to blitz and create some problems. You know, you can throw the football on them because you know what they're going to be in. They're going to be in man coverage, and they don't have the corners to hold up. If they don't have Xavier Howard, the dam's going to break. Yep. Uh, one of the poorer teams in terms of uh, coverage grades by PFF last year and pass rush as well uh, was up and down. And Calvin. No, he's not there anymore, and he wasn't really right the most dynamic pass rusher with him either, but it's just one less body that they have to rush the passer this season. Uh, really quickly, before we get to the AFC North, when it comes to the New York Jets, what's the ceiling for this team? Zach Wilson is a quarterback. Your evaluation of him and what you're expecting uh, when you're looking at New York as we come into the season. I like Zach Wilson coming out. I liked him as a junior. I remember being on the Lombardi line last year, me and pa- Patrick and I on a Saturday when he was playing USC, got hurt. But he really, you know, I mean, he jumped off the tape at you as an underclassman or as a sophomore that became a junior who came out. I like his potential. I think they've done a better job of getting skilled players around him. I'm not sure they're good enough at running back with, with LaMichael Perrine as their star back and Tevin Coleman, who's had a hard time staying healthy. You know, they drafted Michael Carter in the fourth round. We shall see. But, you know, the offensive line, particularly on the right side, is going to be challenging with Greg Van Roten, and Morgan Moses, Moses uh, you know, the kid from Washington who is, you know, who could challenge Joel Embiid for being on the ground more than any player in professional sports. But, I, I think defensively is where I'm most concerned about Robert Salai and his team. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a very simplistic defense, very simplistic. It's going to rely on Quinton Williams, Sheldon Rankins to get pressure. You know, is can Carl Lawson's their big signing guy? Can he come back? The secondary is going to play all zone. It's going to be a zone cover three scheme. They're going to rely on C.J. Mosley and the speed of their linebackers, which they signed Jared Davis, who isn't a very fast player from Detroit. You know, so I worry about them being able to control the game with this defense. Last year with Greg Greg Williams, uh, uh, they were scrappy. They played an eight-man front. You know, they try to hold on. Their corner situation, really, if you can guess the corner. I mean, this could be questions on Jeopardy. Name the starting corners for the Jets. I mean, you're not going to get that right. Not many people are going to get it right you know and their secondary to me is very question mark and if they don't get great pass rush 
or play with the lead, which is very unlikely they will, I think it's going to be a real challenge for them. Yep. So the New York Jets, again, win total is six. We'll see if uh, they have some upper momentum as the season goes along. Uh, not a lot of faith in Bless Austin and Bryce Hall by Michael Lombardi. The two corners for no, the New York Jets. No, there you go. Great call. Great call. You got them. I mean, you know, and, and Javelin Guidry is the nickel corner. Yep. I mean, come on. Come on. Where are we going here? No. You know, and, and Marcus Mays, I don't think – I know he's their, one of their – they're trying to extend them, and Austin Davis, the kid, the strong state. But they have a lot to prove to me defensively in terms of their talent. If you had asked me that question yesterday, I would have had no idea. So, just to be fair, did a little research <laughs> last night. Uh, all right, so let's talk about the other division, AFC North. Uh, so, yeah. I'm going to start with the team that I like the most in this division, Michael, and you Good. tell me – why when you have the best run blocking offensive line one of the best pass blocking offensive lines a schedule that is one of the easiest in the national football league if you use opponent win totals again for uh, casino windows sportsbook win totals third easiest schedule in the nfl you've improved defensively with the personnel why can't the cleveland browns win this division in the afc north i can't really give you a good argument why they can't jbt i think it starts up front with their offensive line which is one of the best in football and it also starts with their scheme. I mean, they proved last year that when you build a scheme around the player that fits the player. I mean, Baker Mayfield was struggling in, in RPO games. And they put him under center. They ran a hard play action pass. And he's throwing the ball to guys wide open down the field. I mean, it was really, it was pitch and catch for him. And I, and I credit Kevin Stefanski's ability to do that. I think it was really good. Credit the front office, credit Andrew Burry, credit the Haslam family for making the decision to get those players in there. And I think it was great. But I don't see a reason why they can't. You know, look, I'm not in love with, uh, with as you know, I'm not in love with Clowney as a guy who's going to play 16 games. Mm-hmm. I mean, they gave up 419 points last year. They struggled to stop the forward pass. You know, but we say that, and they still only gave up 7.2 yards per attempt, where the Miami Dolphins were at eight. You know, they gave up way too many points. They need to solidify the inside of their defense and get somebody alongside of Miles Garrett that can really make a difference. So I think this is a team that's up and coming. I think Baker Mayfield should improve. I think the fact that they can control the pace of the game with their running game, with with Hunt and Chubb going with this offensive line, I, I think they should be the favorite to win it. Yep. I like him a lot, and you, you mentioned it. To me, it's Baker Mayfield has you know had an up-and-down year. His rookie year was really solid. We know what happened the second year. Uh, but having a system and a coaching staff that is one of the better in the National Football League, again, kind of building on strengths like we talked about, right? Brian Dable and um, Sean McDermott and the Bills have built on the strengths of Josh Allen. This team as well, the Cleveland Browns, have done a great job building on the strengths uh, of Baker Mayfield and, of course, have one of the better offensive lines in the National Football League and running backs. So the second choice, well, actually the first choice, my second choice, the Baltimore Ravens here in this division. So we see reports a couple of weeks ago that there was rumblings that the, the Ravens were hiding Lamar Jackson in terms of peering eyes and his passing game and, and some of the OTs and what we're looking at here. What do you expect out of Lamar Jackson and the Ravens as we move into this next season? Because I feel like there is like you, if you lick your finger and test the wind that there's a thought that this offense could be taking a step backwards. Yeah, I, I think we can catch this on the other side of the break, yep. but I think they've got to change what they do offensively, JVT, and we'll talk in depth about it in the next block. 
Yep, I like it. All right, yep. the Baltimore Ravens, uh, for those who don't know, win total of 11, shaded to the over at minus 120. A reminder that with the football season just around the corner, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. It's got to be 21 one or older physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. So Michael mentioned it on the other side. We will get to the Baltimore Ravens, their future as an offense and in the AFC North and the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, there's a lot of conversations. Matt Humans and I were going at it the other day on follow the money, Michael Lombardi about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not a fan. You mentioned one of their biggest weaknesses, the offensive line. I think it's going to be a massive problem for them and uh, might weigh them down quite a bit here in their quest for another solid start to the season. Like, they did a year ago. So we wrap up our AFC North coverage on the other side. It's the Lombardi line here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
sports racing fan, First Bet is the place for you with wagering on races at over 300 tracks at AI-assisted picks. is the easiest way to bet on your favorite sport with secure payments, attentive customer service, and a reliable website, all brought to you by Express Bet. Sign up using the promo code Vegas100 today. Get up to $100 match bonus on your first deposit. Visit vcin.com slash horses. For details, that's vcin.com slash horses. Promo code Vegas100. Michael Lombardi, let's finish your thought here as we wrap up the AFC North and look ahead to the season that is ahead of us. It is hard. When you look at the Baltimore Ravens, right, last few years, offense has been incredible. You take a step back, though, in terms of overall efficiency, if you look at Football Outsiders metrics, 11th in the National Football League after a top rating a year ago. What has been the change here? Because even to the eye, I think it's hard to watch the Ravens and realize, you know, hey, this offense does not look as smooth as it has in the years past. Well, I think the number one thing, I think they made a huge mistake in trading Hayden Hurst. I mean, when they had Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst, they could control the middle of the field. And when you look at Lamar's numbers, when you look at Lamar throwing the ball to the left of the field, he averages 8.47 yards per attempt. When you look at him throwing to the right of the field on the hash marks at 8.6, when he throws the ball right on the outside sideline, 5.81, left on the outside, 6.80. So what happens is when the field starts to when, – when they don't have a way to control the middle of the field, when they're not able to control that middle of the field with their passing game, that becomes a real problem. And, look, we know Lamar on throws over – look, we know Tua didn't complete a pass over 30 yards. Lamar completed four out of, out of 17 last year over 30 yards, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Josh Allen was really good, really good inside of uh, of 11 to 20 yards he was great Lamar Jackson was at under 60% and throws 11 to 20 yards they've got to improve that but more than that JVT they've got to find ways to get him those easy throws that Baker Mayfield has yep and Mayfield has of every game and i think they make a huge mistake a huge mistake when they have this quarterback in shotgun so much. Like, you know, he threw, you know, he's in shotgun way too much in terms of attempting passes. I think he needs to be under center. I think you need to dazzle him, get away from these RPO stuff. Not that you want to do nothing with RPOs, but if he's under center, the bootleg, the naked, those throws come into play. It's the only play in football, JVT. It's the only play in football that the quarterback blocks somebody. When the quarterback fakes a bootleg and rolls to his left or to his right, he takes a defensive player with him. So essentially he blocks him, mm-hmm. right? It's one-on-one. He, and he wins the block. The guy rarely is going to transfer back and make the tackle. So the reality of it is, is when you have him in shotgun, he doesn't block anybody. He doesn't fool anybody. And I think if they got him under center like they did with Mayfield and allowed him to have some easier throws down the field, he may be better than what his numbers were last year on those attempts where he only completed four out of 17. So am I wrong? I mentioned humans and I had a disagreement here. Am I wrong in being so down on Pittsburgh overall? Because I think the Steelers offensive line of a lot of troubles. Najee Harris has a fix that he could be a fantastic player, Michael. He's not going to fix one of the worst offensive lines in the National Football League. And it's great that Ben Roethlisberger lost weight. I don't think that was a problem. I don't think that was the problem either. I'd love to hear what Matty has to say on this because I'm trying to get a counterpoint to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's another team that fits in that conversation of having cap trouble. Mm-hmm. And are they going to be good enough to come back, you know, in week one when they're playing a bunch of different players because they had to unload players to get below the cap, you know. And so I, I don't know where the strength of this team is. I disagree with the analytical people in this sense. I don't want to draft a running back in the first round. I agree with them on that. But if I'm Kevin Colbert, 
I got to take a really good player in the first round. And mm-hmm. Najee Harris is a really good player. And the way the draft is, you know, I, I don't really want to take it back. I don't want to use that much, that many resources. But picking in the 20s, it's a good player. Will he make them better? I think he'll make a guy's miss. I think Matt Canada is a young offensive coordinator. has got a challenge. Once again, Ben, you know, how many times did you see that next-gen stats that Ben gets rid of the ball 1.2 seconds? Well, I mean, the receiver's not even open to catch the damn thing. He don't want to get hit. And until that changes, I don't care how much weight he loses. Thank you. That, that was my thing. He's like, he gets rid of it at 1.2 seconds because it goes 5.2 yards downfield, right? Like, it's not even, it's not like yeah. he's taking shots downfield. It's not a deep developing passing route that he's taking care of. No, and, you know, the only game that he actually, in the second half of the season after they were 10-0, and 0, was the fourth quarter of the Colts game. And yep. I don't know what the Colts were doing on defense to allow him to get away with that. Yep, completely. I remember it fondly, sitting in the Superbook and watching that, because I had the Steelers in that game, and that was absolutely fantastic, because they had that comeback against Indianapolis. All right. I uh, did too, JVT, and I, <laughs> and I thought it was a loss. I, I thought I lost not. it. Oh, it was ridiculous. And I, I asked the exact same question, which I'm sure you did, which was, where was that all season long? And you were, you were looking for it all year long. All right. Uh, We'll come back. We have plenty left to get to. And uh, Josh, of course, Applebaum is going to be with us at the bottom of this hour. We'll wrap up his thoughts as we look at the Major League Baseball. When we come back, though, Thomas Gable, Director of Race and Sports at the Borgata, will get his thoughts as we look ahead continue to do so here on the Lombardi Line to the National Football League season. soon no better way to prepare for the college of pro football seasons our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings plus best bets on season win totals division finishes and player awards each guide only 20 bucks and discounts are available when you buy both now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for vsin all access get everything we offer for the entire football season sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe it is the lombardi line i'm jonathan von tobel filling in for patrick maher michael lombardi alongside as well, we welcome in Thomas Gable, Director of Race and Sports over at the Borgata. Thomas, we appreciate the time, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, I wanted to start really quickly uh, with some of the market moves and some of the adjustments we have seen in the baseball market before we get to anything football-related. I know there's two games that have stuck out on the board. Braves, Phillies, uh, walk us through this and what you have seen on your end. Yeah, Braves, Phillies, this is a game here that at least has become one of the more interesting division races in mm-hmm. baseball with the Phillies, you know, typically being highly regarded as the most competitive threat to the Mets. Mets are currently minus 250 to win the East. Phillies now at plus 450. The Braves with the win last night over the Phillies, they're still plus 650, but they're both four games back at this point. So this is an important, uh, important game here, important series uh, for both these teams. The Mets have the best run differential in the division right now, plus 26. Phillies have a minus 12 run differential on the season. And there's no question the Phillies need to be active buyers here at the trade deadline. And I don't think it's unlikely that you're going to see them exceed the luxury tax. Uh, They obviously need bullpen help. They could certainly use another starter. And 
Last night was a perfect example of that. And Vince Velasquez, here's a guy that they've flirted with moving to the bullpen. Uh, hasn't been great there either. He's hung around the starting rotation for a few seasons now. And in my mind, just hasn't proven himself to be a big league starter. He always struggles with his control and giving up the long ball. And now after last night, he has an ERA of 6.23. So this starting rotation for the Phillies, I think, is really troubling for them. Aaron Nola, who's, you know, they're basically their number two guy behind Wheeler starting today. He's had a disappointing season this year, 4.64 ERA on the season. But if you go to his last 12 starts, he has an ERA of 5.86. And over his last eight starts, his ERA goes up to 6.10. Now, the Phillies obviously are a big favorite here, $1.70 today. I would not be surprised to see um, some Braves money coming in on this. And then you look at the division favorites here with the Mets today against the Blue Jays. Rubber match here. They've split the the first two games of the series. And the Blue Jays' slight favorite here, um, laying a dollar ten. The Mets touched on them a little bit earlier. Obviously, you know, the issues there with DeGrom being out did throw on Friday. Quote, unquote, was progressing well. But... They needed a starter. They just acquired their starter today, uh, Rich Hill from Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. They were able to pick up Hill from Tampa, who needed to unload some salary there after they acquired Nelson Cruz. Um, So we'll see what Hill shows up here today for the Mets. Um, We're certainly seeing some Mets action here, though. Uh, Not too much of a surprise that we were taking some Mets money um, uh, here at Borgata. But I think uh, overall I'd be leaning the Blue Jays in this one. Uh, TG, I think, you know, we know the Phillies, they're 20th in in homers this season. Even with Bryce Harper, there's some talk they might go after Joey Gallo. Today's game's interesting because Toussaint from the Braves, you know, made his first start of the season, and he looked really good against the the Padres. He allowed one run over six innings. And to me, going against Nola, I think it's the perfect opportunity to back the Braves today because Nola's so inconsistent. And I know Toussaint's just a a second start, and, and I I think the Phillies' bats could come to life against them, but I, I don't trust Nola, and I, and I think they've got to make a trade. Everybody wants them to get the Gallo, but they do need that other pitcher to really help their staff because Nola, who was once the ace at home, uh, I, I'm not sure he is any longer. No, no, I agree. He's uh, he's certainly been struggling as of late, and you know, talking about the Phillies' offense, I mean, this is uh, again, you have players that are so streaky uh, for them between Harper and Hoskins. You know, McCutcheon's been uh, hitting the ball pretty well. But, again, they they seem to have cooled off. They went through that hot period there right before the All-Star break. They came back, and, you know, everybody seemed to have cooled off a little bit. So, they, um, you know, a team that was really looking at trending in the right direction before the All-Star break, you know, now they're they're only four games back still. But, you know, they, they had it. Um, down to two at one point. So they just don't want to lose any more ground here to the Mets. And now's the time to make up the ground, make up the, the ground to the Mets when uh, DeGrom's out. Thomas, uh, how much does an acquisition of a Chris Bryant, if that indeed happens, because Bryant has been tied to the Mets for uh, a couple of weeks now in terms of rumors, how much does Chris Bryant, if he is indeed acquired by the Metropolitans, change the odds in your mind for the Mets to win that division? 
Well, the Mets uh, are still the favorite here to win the division, and uh, rightfully so. I think you're going to see um, some adjustments there. They'll probably be a bigger favorite. Um, but, they, again, the Mets are, are one of these teams that, you know, they, they go through these stretches where, um, you know, they've been struggling on offense at times. But, you know, overall, I think – the Mets, they they still this is their division to lose at this point. Um, it's a tough division. Don't count out the Braves either. I know everybody's been uh, since uh, injuries. They've been kind of counting them out, but plus six fifty on the Braves. They're right there, tied for second place. So. Yeah, I mean, what, they're just three and four after the All-Star break. I think that's probably the biggest concern with the Braves is we haven't seen them play to the level, and, and there's a little bit that, you know, maybe they're trending the wrong way. We shall see, but I think you're right. I, I think they're just – everybody's talking Philly, but don't rule out the Braves. Yep. Completely agree. You see the eyes there, by the way, via BetMGM, NLEs, Mets, $1.45, Braves, plus 250, Braves, Phillies, plus 650, Nationals and Marlins. I think we can scratch them off at this point right now. Uh, Thomas, uh, we appreciate some time. We are up against it, sir, but thank you very much. All right, you got it, guys. Thanks, TG. You got it. Yeah, Michael, if you look at that uh, in turn, what are your rooting interests, by the way, in baseball? Do you have a rooting interest in baseball? You know, my dad was a huge Yankee fan, so I grew up going to Yankee Stadium a lot with him. I, I live close to Philadelphia, so I, I've always kind of, you know, liked the Phillies. Would go to old Connie Mack Stadium, which was Shy Park back in the day, and then the Vet, which was a disaster. But, you know, I, 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 but typically I always rooted for the Braves. I was a big Hank Aaron fan. Mm. Well, better than being an Angels fan. It's a just constant disappointment there. It's been an absolute yeah, no doubt. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no doubt about it. All right, we'll come back. Uh, Josh Applebaum is back with us. Uh, a little bit of draft talk here, right? NBA draft that is on the horizon. We take a look. Uh, I will tell you this, Michael, as we get to talk to Josh on the other side. I'm extremely jealous because the offerings in terms of the NBA draft, few and far between out here in this market, and you guys had a massive edge out there that I was missed out on because I just wasn't located in your state. We'll talk about that next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. on the Yankees or Red Sox to hit a home run with BetMGM. Just use bonus code BSIN100 when you sign up for the king of sportsbooks and use or get ready for showtime. Sorry. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details. Make sure to use promo code BSIN100. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C. or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Color text the red line at 800-889-9789 in Indiana. 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in my state, Nevada. Michael Lombardi is here. It is a Lombardi line, of course. Josh Applebaum back in as well. Uh, let's open up with a little bit on the NBA draft because it is this week, guys. And uh, it is pretty interesting now. NBA draft, not as popular in terms of the NFL draft, I would argue, because it's not really offered like the NFL draft. But regardless, uh, Josh, there have been some moves here in the market, specifically with picks two, three, four, and five. So walk us through them. You're totally right, JBT. So remember, the NBA draft is coming up here Thursday night, July 29th, only four days away. And you make a great point, JBT. Depending on what state you're in, you have different offerings. Some states have more, some states have less. So make sure that wherever you're located, shop around, see what's available to you. There are different jurisdictions and there are different ways sports books treat these uh, these NBA draft props. So uh, guys, what we're seeing here, Cade Cunningham going first overall. This is not a, a secret anymore. It's been kind of out there for quite a bit. He's minus 5,000. Remember Cade Cunningham, uh, OK State. Kind of reminds me of Jason Tatum, a tall, lanky guy who can shoot it, can slash, can do everything. Uh, minus 5,000 to go first overall, 98% plus probability most likely going to happen you got to risk so much there's really not any value to betting him here's where it gets interesting guys though i'll start with the second pick here we've seen some movement on who will go second overall to the houston rockets it looks like jalen green 
is the guy taking in some money here, guys. He opened uh, about a week ago. You know, this was kind of a, we were saying, hey, is it Mobley, Green? Uh, you have all Suggs, there's you know, Kaminga, another G League guy. But Jalen Green's taken a lot of money to go two to Houston. A week ago, he was minus 160. Now he's up to minus 200. Michael, this is a 19-year-old kid who was kind of a trailblazer. He skipped. Uh, he skipped college, went straight to the G League, played against uh, pros or you know guys who've been cup of coffee in the NBA, bigger, stronger adult players. Uh, he averaged 16 points a game. He's 6'5", 19, shooting guard. Uh, so, Michael, what do you think? Are you impressed by a guy who, who does that, who says, hey, I'll play against uh, older guys, you know, tougher uh, competition here? Is that a move where, as a, if you were a GM in the NBA, would you be interested in a guy like that, Jalen Green here? Well, I, I think level of comp is always the hardest thing to determine in any draft, whether it's the NBA draft or an NFL draft. So whenever you can see a player play against the highest level of comp uh, on a consistent basis, which the G League would be better than some of the, the schools that they play in college basketball. You know, obviously in the Southeast Conference, if you get Kentucky and you get some of those teams, that level of comp's good. But on a, on, on a whole, I think the G League offers you a really good perspective. And if you go through all the NBA drafts, and you kind of collate the data. I mean, it, it's pretty clear that Green's the number two pick. I mean, he has huge upside, huge upside. Now, there was a report today that Houston's trying to trade up to get to number one. You know, I don't know if that's the case, but, uh, you know, why would they want to do that? I mean, they've been collecting all these draft picks. And, uh, you know, I think that Detroit's pretty well set at picking Cade Cunningham. I know about two weeks ago before they went on their tour to visit Cunningham, Suggs, Green, and all these other players, they were pretty much committed to, to Cunningham. So, you know, I think Green's the lock at number two. I think those that's where this is going. And then my question back to you and to JVT, I, I welcome your evaluation here too, is Mobley is rumored to be the third pick overall. Is that too early for a seven-footer? Or because of his game, the way he can extend the floor and shoot from three, does he fit the NBA pro style now? Yeah, I would say that a guy like Mobley in terms of his style, Michael, he's going to be a top three, top four pick because of that, right? If you're a traditional big, a traditional center doesn't have much in terms of extending the floor, then you don't really have a place in today's NBA, at least at the top of a draft like this, where there's so much good perimeter talent. But I would say with his ability to shoot, that is going to make, uh, that is going to place him within the top four. I think specifically at number three. And uh, Josh, you know, you can expand on that and also the market because we should also note, and this is, I was kind of griping about this to Michael, Josh, you know, a month ago when these were put up, Mobley was actually initially the odds-on favorite to go number two. Thought it should have been green, and sure enough, we have seen that flip. Yeah, you're totally right, JVT. So, again, if we just go one by one here, uh, Cunningham one, big move here to Jalen Green, number two. Guy you just mentioned, Mobley, going three to Cleveland. I read a report here talking about, hey, you know, they've devoted a lot of these high picks, Darius Garland, Sexton, to these guards. Do you take another guard like Suggs? What they're looking at is maybe playing uh, Jared Allen with Mobley here as kind of learn from him, develop him slowly. Mobley is now a minus 175 favorite to go third overall. He was minus 160 a week ago. So take a look at this juice movement on these, these different props. They're kind of under the radar, but you can cash some bets here if you can look at the way these things are trending closer. Maybe some some news is leaking out, that sort of thing. Uh, but Mobley, 20 years old, seven-footer from USC, averaged 16 points a game, seven rebounds. Now get uh, So if you go to number four here, guys, Toronto Raptors, Probably a match made in heaven here with Suggs. But no one really thought he'd be available this late. Michael, I know you like him. He's a football player, but uh, he had, had, had that huge Suggs. winning shot. UCLA, yeah. And if you lose Kyle Lowry, talk about retooling with the Raptors. Lowry out, Suggs in. And then, Michael, if you want to hit on that, and then JBT after that, Scotty Barnes, number five. Scotty mm -hmm. Barnes is a guy who's really rising uh, up the odds here. He was at uh, Florida State, 19-year-old freshman. He was only uh, about, I think it was 10 points a game. 
But number five to Orlando, he's now minus 135. But Michael, I know you're a big Suggs fan. Do you think he would match up well and fit well, maybe maybe replacing Lowry there in Toronto? I mean, the two players I love the most in this draft are Suggs and Mitchell from B, from from Baylor. I love Mitchell's game. You know, I love it. I think it translates to the NBA game. JVT, I'd love to hear your commentary on that. Scotty Barnes, I thought there were times he disappeared, especially when against the against certain teams. I mean, I was in the tournament. I was counting on him to, to help Florida State maybe get through their bracket, and it just didn't happen. Not saying he's not a good player. I'm not. But to me, Mitchell was, he had that alpha male to him, and Suggs, to me, is a complete player. If he goes to Toronto, they get their point guard, and Kyle Lowry walks. Yeah, I would agree with all of those, Michael. I think Suggs really matches perfectly with Toronto. I think the change there, right, as we could tie into Scotty Barnes, I've talked about this with Wes Reynolds, is let's say Toronto trades Pascal Siakam, which they have been rumored to do. Now, all of a sudden, a team that had some pretty adequate wing depth, the Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi, could maybe talk themselves into a Scotty Barnes type, right? Because Scotty Barnes is the switch them all style defender who can finish within four feet of the basket. Like, he's perfectly tailor-made for what NBA teams want to do defensively and still has an offensive game to him. So I think if there's a move at Toronto, if we're seeing them trade a Pascal Siakam, maybe Scotty Barnes' chances of moving within the top four, they, of course, increase. But I think Josh hit it on the head where it's Jalen Suggs is perfect for what Toronto wants. Kyle Lowry's out. They have avoided point guard. Fred Van Vliet is perfect on the two alongside, but they need somebody as a main ball handler. And Jalen Suggs fits every single piece of that. So I would agree that I think as you're looking at it right now, you pretty much know how it's going to go. I think it's going to be Kate Cunningham, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. And then it gets interesting with five in Orlando and Scotty Barnes, but I think you just go with best talent available at that point i'm with the jbt and michael just so you know i'm looking at davion mitchell his over under draft position here is eight and a half it is juiced up a little bit over minus 175 uh so we'll see he's maybe i think he's expecting that you know seven eight nine sort of range little juice to the over but mitchell one of the best nickname guys off night he reminds because if, if he's guarding you you're gonna have an off night i mean seriously talk about branding and everything like that's already tailor-made for the nba kind of reminds me of a marcus smart defensive guy but with more offensive upside here. But, JB, I think I think you hit it on the head here. Based on the odds here, Cade Cunningham won and Patrick Maher's on vacation. We don't want to ruin his vacation about maybe trading out in Detroit not getting Cunningham. But Jalen Green, two. Mobley, three. Suggs, four. Scotty Barnes is the iffy one. He's minus 135. But that's the way it's trending right now. Barnes, five to Orlando. Patrick knows. Uh, I, I love Sadiq Bay. Patrick's got Sadiq Bay to build around there in Detroit. I think they'll be perfectly fine now. Uh, they'll get Cade Cunningham. So, uh, really quickly, we've got a couple left uh, things left to get to here with you, Josh. First off, uh, let's go with things that will happen today. White Sox, Brewers, Rays, and Guardians. Uh, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, Guardians. I threw that in there in the text chat. See if you guys picked up on that. But uh, let's start with the White Sox in Milwaukee. Another big move here, Sunday Night Baseball to the Milwaukee Brewers. Brew Crew, uh, 2-0 this series. They've handled the White Sox pretty easily. 13-2 outscored them so far. Great pitching matchup. Lance Lynn against Woodruff. Both these guys like a 2 ERA. Public doesn't know what to do. They still like the White Sox getting plus money, but this thing is going to Milwaukee, guys. Looks like more more expected money going with the Brewers here. They open around minus 125. They've been bet up all the way to around minus 150 across the board. We're showing 137. They're getting steamed as we speak. White Sox not very good as a dog, 5-16. and 16. Interleague line moves have been good as well uh, toward a favorite, around 60%. Uh, so this is a good move here toward the Brew Crew. Sunday night baseball, guys. Good to that home team, good to that favorite, good to that line move. I'd be looking at the Brewers here and then also Tampa Bay, Michael, against the Guardians, uh, who, uh, remember, they Indians name change here. Uh, but Tampa Bay, big big boost here, getting Nelson Cruz, yep. adding a big back to their lineup. Uh, they've had a good steam move here, guys. They open minus 150. They're up to around minus 170 at the Indians. Uh, been great here as a road favorite, coming off a big win, five runs or more, 66%. And also keep an eye, Tampa Bay, they're plus 135 to win that AL East tied with the Red Sox right now. But, Michael, what are you looking at, Mr. Baseball? 
Well, the, the Indians pitcher McKenzie has been really inconsistent, but I think he's got the kind of stuff that gives the Rays, who are prone to strikeouts, some trouble. So I like that. Was that line in, 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 the, in the Milwaukee game, did that go from seven to seven and a half? I like the under there. I love Woodruff, the pitcher for Milwaukee. I, I was surprised I was going to play the under at seven as one of my picks of the day, but it, did it tick up to seven and a half, Josh? It did rise a little bit, seven to seven and a half. You're getting the hook now, Michael. You know, one thing to keep an eye out for, uh, retractable roof Miller Park. You want that thing closed if you're on the under. That way the ball doesn't travel. But there is a little buyback here, Michael. You may get that seven and a half now under minus 115. It may go back yep. to seven. The, the hook could be critical there. I, I'm all over that. I'm all over that. And also, I, you know, I'm going to go with the Braves tonight. I don't trust Nola against the Phil, with the Phillies. I'm going to go with the Braves tonight, too, as one of my other plays. So mm-hmm. I do. I like that. And, you know, I mean, look, it, it, we're going to be seeing to be what happens here in Philadelphia. The pressure's on Dave Dombrowski to make a trade. They've got to do something. Uh, and as you said earlier, they're going to go over the They're going to go over the luxury tax because they have to. Yep. Yeah, and that line has dipped a little bit to Atlanta, Michael. You know, I think they're plus 160, down to plus 150, a little bit there. Road division, dog high total. I'm with you. All right, guys. I appreciate the time. I liked filling in. I'll be back on Saturday. Always so. good, JVT, to have you. Great job, Always good to have you, JVT. Josh Applebaum, Michael Lombardi. Hey, by the way, before you guys get out of here, uh, quick reminder, Merrill Kelly. Snakes are now 6-1 in the last seven Merrill Kelly starts. Watch out for that bad boy. He is awesome. But with Great that, call yesterday, JVT. Lombardi line is all over with. We appreciate it, as always. Again, Patrick Maher will be back next week, and I'm with you next Saturday. Until then, we will see you at vcin.com slash subscribe. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.